The Boston Bruins pulled a 180 on Sunday by announcing that they are parting ways with defenseman Mitchell Miller. We're going to break down exactly why that decision was made, also touch on Saturday's game against the Maple Leafs, look ahead to tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues, here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, November 7th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, if you missed it yesterday, I posted a rare Sunday episode breaking down the signing of defenseman Mitchell Miller and the subsequent backlash that the Bruins received from fans, from certain members of the media, even from their own players. On Sunday night, while yours truly was watching White Lotus, Bruins president Cam Neely announced the Bruins will part ways with Mitchell Miller. This is a statement verbatim from Cam Neely on Sunday night. Today, the Boston Bruins have decided to part ways with Mitchell Miller, effective immediately. The decision to sign this young man was made after careful consideration of the facts as we were aware of them, that a 14-year-old made a poor decision that led to a juvenile conviction. We understood this to be an isolated incident and that he had taken meaningful action to reform and was committed to ongoing personal development. Based on that understanding, we offered him a contract. Based on new information, we believe it is the best decision at this time to rescind the opportunity for Mitchell Miller to represent the Boston Bruins. We hope that he continues to work with professionals and programs to further his education and personal growth. We owe it to our fans, players, staff, partners, and community to make sure that our practices and protocols are in keeping with the ethos that we demand from ourselves and as an organization. As such, we will be reevaluating our internal process for vetting individuals who wish to earn the privilege of playing in the NHL and for the Boston Bruins. We're sorry that this decision has overshadowed the incredible work the members of our organization do to support diversity and inclusion efforts. We'll continue to stand against bullying and racism in all its forms. To Isaiah and his family, my deepest apologies if this signing made you and other victims feel unseen and unheard. We apologize for the deep hurt and impact we have caused. Finally, as a father, I think there's a lesson to be learned here for other young people. Be mindful of careless behaviors and going with the group mentality of hurting others. 
the repercussions can be felt for a lifetime. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. And part of Boston's decision to part ways with Mitchell Miller is, quote-unquote, new information that came to light. Part of that could stem from Miller's agent, Eustace King, posting a statement on Twitter on Sunday morning, outlining all the various ways in which um, Miller had been volunteering and committing to programs to learn and better himself. Very quickly, a lot of people pointed out on Twitter that a lot of the volunteer work was court-mandated. And Mitchell was believed to have committed to working with, among others, the Carnegie Initiative. Now, the Carnegie Initiative is uh, for inclusion and acceptance in hockey. uh, And it's named after Herb Carnegie, who is uh, going to be inducted into the 2022 class of the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, posthumously going in as a builder. They said Miller and his representatives came forward to uh, consider working with him. They actually declined. So, cool. Miller committed to working with them. They didn't want to partner with him for this. It's very misleading there. Now, Cam Neely addressed the media here on Monday, talked about what went wrong here, and there's just so much that doesn't add up. First of all, he he wouldn't comment on being possibly duped by um, Miller and his representatives. There's still the actual termination of the contract that has to take place, whether it's by way of mutual termination or if they're going to pursue a route wherein they say Miller violated the terms of the agreement by not being forthcoming uh, in his evolution um, prior to that. Cam Neely said he believed it was uh, a poor decision that he made as a 14-year-old that led to juvenile conviction, understood it to be an isolated incident. Well, there's court records, there's court documents out there. There's a, a pretty established pattern of racist and ableist, targeted bullying, you could go so far as to call it a hate crime, committed by Mitchell Miller against Isaiah Meyer Crothers. And Cam Neely, by his own admission, said the fact that they didn't talk to the family was concerning. Why didn't they? Well, Neely said that's something that he needs to find out. How does this signing get through the scouts, Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, without that being asked? He's saying they need to improve their vetting. Well, if you're saying that you stand for diversity and inclusion, you need to take all possible steps to ensure that there's no stone left unturned here. And that is a huge failure on the part of the Boston Bruins. 
Going to keep talking about this, Neely's reaction this morning, and later turn to actual hockey, talk briefly about the Leafs game, tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues. But first, a quick word about Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report, third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. It's their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day. Now make your second listen the game to game. NHL podcast, every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers it all from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So again, this morning, Cam Neely addressed the media and fielded several questions he would not get into if he felt Mitchell Miller and his agent uh, Eustace King kind of misrepresented the facts. Even if they did, it's still on the Bruins to dig as deep as possible. And I really have to credit the players Patrice Bergeron, Nick Foligno, even Brad Marchand were pretty vocal about questioning this signing. They were put in the spotlight. In Toronto, the center of the hockey media universe, prior to a game against the Maple Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada when they were 10-1. and And, you know, they didn't hold back. They said he wouldn't be welcome in the locker room. Also, a huge credit to the fans who took the time to send some emails to the Bruins. You know, Cam Neely said that he assumed Miller would still be part of the organization if there hadn't been significant backlash. To me, that just proves they don't get it. It's not about the backlash. It's about... Well, maybe it is about the backlash. Why was there that backlash? Because the Bruins didn't do their homework. They didn't check into things that are verifiable in court documents, in investigative 
journalism. The facts are out there. And we know that it wasn't an isolated incident. We know it was a repeated pattern of targeted racism and ableism. And the fact that they did not and still have not reached out to Isaiah and his family is is mind-boggling to me. Uh, Neely said there will be, you know, internal review, investigation. Will the buck be passed on to Don Sweeney? Will there be some scouting changes? Someone needs to be held accountable here. You cannot just part ways with the player and think that, you know, let's just carry on and uh, pretend that we are this beacon of inclusion and diversity. When I was thinking about this last night, I don't know if this illustration works, but I, I thought of it as like, you sign a, a library book out from the library, you rip out each individual page of the book, shuffle them up, stick them back between the cover, and then return the book as if nothing had changed. This has been unsettling for Bruins players, Bruins fans, and there needs to be some sort of reckoning there. You can't just tear away at that foundation, patch it up, and think everything's going to be okay, that there won't be any repercussions. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to swallow, Like I said, Cam Neely was my hockey hero growing up. He admitted that this is by far his biggest regret as team president. And, uh, I mean, rightfully so. It's, it's, uh, It's pretty disheartening. As a Bruins fan, uh, what is keeping me going right now was the reaction from the players. Uh, you know, I have all the respect in the world for a Nick Felino, Patrice Bergeron, who spoke on behalf of the guys in the locker room and said, you know, nobody was really happy with this decision. And, um, you know, whether there's some legal implications here that kept Neely from speaking openly about his agent, how they were going to terminate this contract, um, or kind of keeping it close to the vest in terms of how internally they were going to handle this. Clearly something has to change. And, uh, for me, if Sweeney and Neely are just going to throw scouts or what have you under the bus, that's kind of weak to me. And, uh, I think, you know, perhaps these two have run their course and this is something too great to come back from. Uh, but time will tell what what actually is to come. What's clear is they messed up. There needs to be some sort of um, improvement in the vetting process for sure. But Neely saying he assumes... Miller would still be under contract if there wasn't a backlash means they thought they could get away with it. 
they thought that Miller's stats in the USHL and, you know, a poor prospect pipeline that they're responsible for would counter any past transgressions on his part, and that simply did not prove uh, to be true. Now, the Bruins did lose on Saturday evening in Toronto, and, uh, you know, Brad Marchand said it was obviously a bit of a different morning for the group, having to stand in the locker room and address the signing of Mitchell Miller. He didn't go as far as to say that it affected how they played. Their pros should be able to park whatever you need to when you come to the rink and worry about playing the game. The Leafs were just ready for them. They took advantage of the Bruins being on the road, the end of a road trip. But the Bruins certainly looked a bit sluggish, distracted. Um, but understanding that they were 10-1 and coming into this, teams are going to bring their best efforts against the team that established them, themselves as the... Um, team to beat early on. The one highlight was Brad Marchand recording his 800th career point on a shootout goal that uh, effectively injured Toronto goalie Ilya Samsonov. Uh, Marchand said he noticed that he was a little bit further out of the net. He had pretty good speed, so he held it and it went in. Um, A nice little play for Brad Marchand there in the loss. That was pretty much the only thing to get excited about with regards to the Bruins over the weekend. Um, Yeah, it's certainly unfair to have put them in the spotlight like that in Toronto, uh, having to answer for mistakes made by their bosses. And uh, again, I respect the Bruins for... um, for stepping up and speaking out against this. Neely admitted, and we can all agree, that one of the biggest mistakes here was not speaking to the Meyer Crothers family. Cam Neely said he felt Mitchell was remorseful, that he had changed. They could have talked to the family, and it would have kept this from happening. And ultimately, it would have kept... Isaiah from having to relive this all over again. There was a lot of uh, tweets directed at his family, a lot of, you know, campaigning on Miller's behalf. And uh, again, the fact that Neely said he'd still be part of the organization if there hadn't been backlash is, uh, is what really gets me here. And that's, Incredibly unfortunate. And, uh, I mean, that just shows that they do not get it. All right, let's talk a bit about tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues. But first, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
The Bruins are in action tonight against the St. Louis Blues. They'll be looking to get back on a winning track. And uh, I believe tonight will be the debut of uh, Pooh Bear back in action for the Boston Bruins. Uh, November 7th against the St. Louis Blues will be one of six times the Bruins rock Pooh Bear uh, this season. St. Louis Blues come into this one really struggling. It's a very beatable uh, team at the moment. They're last in the Central Division. They've only played nine games. They're three and six with a 333 save per, or point percentage and a minus 14 goal differential. Uh, this is a team that the Bruins really could beat and should beat. They're led in scoring by Justin Falk, of all people, 10 points through nine games. Vladimir Tarasenko, Braden Shin with nine points apiece. Uh, our old friend Tori Krug off to a rough start with a one and three stat line, one goal, three assists, and uh, minus 11 rating if you're into that stat. Jordan Bennington struggling. We love to see it. Uh, Thomas Grace may get the start. He's got a 915 save percentage compared to Bennington's 879. But the bigger story of the day, of course, the Bruins parting ways with Mitchell Miller. We'll see at 2 p.m. this afternoon whether or not there's an announcement in terms of putting him on the waiver wire for the purpose of termination. Um, when it's all said and done, the Bruins misread the situation badly. Uh, just seeing this tweet from Connor Ryan where uh, Matt Porter of the Boston Globe asked, what did you expect the reaction to be from fans? He said initially he was thinking it was going to be okay. This kid deserves a second chance. They thought Bruins fans would be dazzled by his accolades in the USHL last year and see it as in addition to the prospect pipeline that they have diluted in their time. But then he said, I thought there would be some people that were going to be upset, but to the extent of this, I misread that. And that's mostly due to the fact that they did not do their due diligence. They thought it was an isolated incident. They thought Mitchell had evolved and uh, they did not do enough digging and it didn't even take that much all you have to do is google mitchell miller to get the details to know that it was uh repeated um to see the inconsistencies in what he's committed to and what he's actually done and uh talk to the family they deserve that they've been put back in the spotlight they have been re-traumatized and uh you know cam neely his apology only goes uh so far until they are um yeah they are spoken to 
Uh, you know, he said to end his statement, be mindful of careless behaviors and going with the group mentality of hurting others. Even that right there is kind of diminishing Miller's actions. It's not a group mentality. These, you know, he did these things and that's something that has to be accounted for. I'm glad he said they apologize for the hurt and impact they've caused, but it's still a hollow until you reach out to the family. They need to improve the vetting process. That's clear. Uh, we'll see if there are any further dominoes to fall within the organization. Uh, but for now, Bruins cutting ties with Mitchell Miller. Playing tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Trying to move forward. But again, it's not that simple. And I know a lot of fans are still bothered. I know a lot of players are still bothered, and uh, Neely's presser this morning certainly insufficient in uh, clearing things up. But again, kudos to the players, Felino, Bergeron, Marchand specifically, to the fans for speaking out, and um, you know, continue to do so. And uh, thank you to all who checked out yesterday's episode thank you for joining me again here today uh, on tomorrow's show we'll bring any further updates with regards to this situation recap tonight's game against the st louis blues um and also update the atlantic division power rankings um and yeah thanks so much again for joining me here on today's episode of locked on boston bruins take care of yourselves friends take care of each other and uh, we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.